politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politinkering With the show where I don't know man I don't know man the truth is I don't know man That's a lie I just I don't know man My politinkerits. <laughs> I um, guess that works. <laughs> welcome back uh, to Politinkering. This is your host, Sean Nasty. I am, uh, as always, joined by the uh, reasonable gentleman of Politinkering, uh, Mr. Joseph, my Bonnie lies over the ocean, uh, and Mr. Sean, oh my God, Brian. <laughs> How are you gentlemen today? Great. I'm well. Yay. I'm well. I'm quite well, sir. All right. I see you've uh, adapted the Sean Nasty moniker. Yeah, I was going to say, what's up with that? It was, you're so much more formal. Honestly, I think it's just because I edit them so much that I oh. hear people, or Wheeler specifically, calling me I'm Sean Nasty I'm not going to call so you much. Sean Nasty. Yeah, no, it's, I didn't mean to say I was purposely <laughs> trying not to say it, but for some reason, Sean Nasty came out and said Listener, just Fall. forget that he said that. Yeah, this He's is your Sean Fall. Or I can introduce you. Um, Do it that way. Yeah. How does that work? I guess we're all co-hosts. I yeah. I, I doesn't yeah. really matter. I, I hit the button. It's, Fair yeah. enough. Let me talk. <laughs> we converse. Um, however, you are the one asking the question, as always. Uh yeah. And so, we fucking never know. So I don't know. We should probably start. I don't know. If we should know beforehand. We'll figure it out. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, thinking about stuff is so you got the stuff, you, but but yeah. So let's just uh, dive right in. Um, today's topic du jour, du jour, du jour, du jour, du jour, du jour, yeah, du space j o u r. I'll have the soup of the day. Check out the brain Boom. on Brad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, big brain on Brad. <laughs> today's topic is what are we gonna do about crime? Oh, okay, okay. What are we going to do about Crime. Crime, yeah. So, you know, prisons and whatnot, okay. crime and punishment. How are we going to handle that? What should we do? What is a crime? How should we handle that once there is a crime? Should we be trying to fix people? Should we be trying to punish people? Should we be profiting off the efforts of our criminals? Should we make them all chain gains? Should we try and, uh, you know, drug them into rehabilitation? I love that your, like, ramblings always work as a table of contents for every episode. Yes, it's true. so fucking fantastic. It never, so, okay, well, let's start with part one, right? We'll start the definition. I don't know which part was which. What is a crime? <laughs> okay, We have yeah, to start with that start definition. With. We agree. have to define yeah. it. What <laughs> is a crime? a crime? How do you define what a crime is? What's a crime? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Bonnier. It's illegal, according to the laws that we set forth <laughs> that we agreed upon. So what should we call a crime, though? What, what should be the criteria? Well, let, there, let's like, go back to what your definition is, though. Sure. R r say it again. I'll say uh, something illegal according to the laws set forth by us. <laughs> something illegal. Well, some an action. An action. An action deemed that, illegal. An action deemed or an action that someone does that has been previously deemed illegal. Yeah, this is kind of redundant, but yeah. It's not redundant. <laughs> it's specific. It's specific. You have to well, think, I'm saying it's it's legal because it's legal. 
It's it's le- it's illegal because it's illegal. Yeah, it defines. No, no, no. Itself. We haven't gotten. Right. No, 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 no. We haven't gotten into the philosophy of it yet. I just <laughs> okay. want to understand what it is that you're saying. So it has to be an action. An action is what you're saying, right? Yeah. An in action a broad done term, by something. What sure. is your definition of crime? Right. Sure. Uh, well, I'd like to go back to what we said last episode about Montesquieu, about you know you can do whatever you want except if you harm someone else. So I would say okay. th- those things that harm someone else fall so into a crime. The right to extend your arm stops where my nose begins. That's it. That's good, but then we come into a. <laughs> it's good. It's an old philosophical <laughs> statement. I didn't come up with that shit. <laughs> well, no, I mean that's that's a good way of summarizing. But I think right. there might be the whole argument there of the victimless crime, and that well, that brings up a whole set of other. Sure. No. No. Let's not go there yet. Yeah. Um. So. So just a crime. Something deemed an action done by somebody that's been previously deemed illegal by society. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Okay. No, no, but that society is what we make it. I mean, I think that society is what we make it. What do you mean? Well, you know, every society is slightly different. Not every, I mean, we, we're talking sure, global, the global the society. society. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, laws of what's a crime in one country might be different than in another country. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. But you said society. I mean, of course. Either way. I'm just defining society. Sure. Which is just, fine. But not really. By society, saying, you mean countries, not necessarily the earth or humanity as a whole. Yeah, because that's how we divided ourselves so far. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. So um, another way of saying this, by the way, is the... Um, uh, a, a breach of the social contract is mm-hmm. another way of saying it. So the social contract is kind of what we all agree upon once we enter the society itself that you're talking about. This yeah. is, and of course, the society is – we have to kind of go into further define exactly what you're talking about. Well, what's a social contract first? We should define that too. <laughs> the, the social contra- yeah. contract – Is the show just going to become a dictionary? Well, we should. It has to be. It's a philosophical show. We have to decide what we're talking about yeah. before yeah. we people, start saying. People, people will be lost terms. if we don't. Yeah. I think they're lost anyways. Mm. They should. Well, that's our job to bring them along. My dear, my dear little snowflakes out there, come join. The politinkerates. Um, the po- I don't know if that makes sense. No. The poly- I feel like you're calling them like degenerates. Yeah. Are you trying to say like the elector- electoralate? Is that sort of like them? I was actually going closer to idiots, but um, oh, wow. that's, <laughs> that's a page out of the Wheelman's book there. Aw. Uh, no. um, <laughs> Wheelman was supposed to be here, but fuck that fucking guy. Yeah, fuck that fucking No, I'm kidding. Guy. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the philosophy of it. Um, uh, social contract. Sure. The social contract is what you enter in once you agree to be a part of a society, whatever the society is. So in our famous Lost episode, right, we have uh, the, the island, which of course we'll do again, but if, we, if there was no island in the state of nature... With Locke and Rousseau and whatnot. Right. Exa- well, Hobbes started it, but, yeah. that, but that's state of nature. Whatever. We'll go back to this, too. <laughs> state of nature is presupposing the idea that there is no society, right? A bunch of us just land on an island. Um, and, and the group of people, the little things that they start to decide, that they start to agree upon is the social contract. So for you to be a part of that society, you are agreeing to be a part of the social contract. Um, and and so thus a crime would be any breach of that social contract. Sure. Um now, of course, we can go further into the philosophy of whether or not, so, you know, in other words, if if 99% of the society agreed that murder was okay, right, Then the and the 1% didn't, it still would be theoretically legal to murder anybody. That's a, that's a realistic society that Tyranny of the exist. majority. Yeah. Exactly. A tyranny of the majority. So, so, and, you know, and so murder is not a crime and vice versa, um, yeah. on, you know, in our current situation. I mean, in some countries, stoning is perfectly acceptable way to... 
handle things. Well, no, no, no. Let's not go to punishment yet. Let's first decide whether or not well, we I have a even, good definition I, on crime. I wasn't even thinking of that as punishment. I mean, you know, what they, yeah. Oh, you just meant stoning someone in general? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. That, <laughs> like a drive-by that, stoning? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> but, I mean, that is certainly a form of public murder. So that is, you know. Um, oh, well, that's still punishment, though. It, it is, but then, you know, if I shoot someone in the street for shooting my child. It's still it, punishment. Exactly. We, right, we but can't get into that's... punishment yet. We have to define what crime is. Okay. <laughs> we have to figure out what a crime is. And are we are we comfortable with that breach of social contract being a crime? Um, are we clear on those terms, first of all? Yeah, I mean, you know, legally speaking, a crime is, is yeah, exactly what Joseph was saying, that a crime is whatever we deem it to be. So okay. if we are all going to be participants in this society, then yes, that is the social contract that we're ascribing to. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you know, you're born into that social contract, so you don't actually get to sign on that dotted line for well, the most part. Well, not necessarily. You can go to a country that has a different social contract. Y not always. And I know, but you can. The, so you're not necessarily <laughs> just born into it. Yeah, I mean, um, for the most part, though. I mean, emigrating is a... Um, uh, it's, a it's a luxury. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, is, it is something that you have to be able to afford, and that is a classist sort of thing. Okay, okay. Agreed. So, so for now, just the crime, right? That's, that's our, the breach of whatever social contract that you have either been, you know... And keep in mind, it, whether or not it's it's an appropriate contract or not is up for question. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I'm not irrelevant. suggesting that it's right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm not suggesting that all crime, quote-unquote, is just or immoral, <laughs> obviously. Um, so, well, we can—should we go there? Do you guys want to talk about whether or not a crime— if, if there is some sort of moral underpinning okay. to all crimes? Well, no? Oh, go ahead. Don't you go, go for it. <laughs> well, I think that anyone would say that—I mean, obviously, we probably would all agree that stealing is wrong. I think that's a pretty why, uh, because that affects another person. Yeah, you're harming it. You're taking something from someone else. I why do they have ownership of that thing? That's. I think that has to be the basis for any society. Yeah, we, that yeah. there is that there uh, is the, property. It's the question well, of property. Well, without property, no, yeah. then crime doesn't really exist in and of itself. So, right. I mean, crime is an extension of ownership. Right. In, in in essence, I mean, ownership of my body, ownership of my items. Okay. Whatever it is. So, I mean, if we don't first establish that this is a society where property rights exist, then you know, there's no use having a discussion about crime because it's just anarchy. At we that don't. Point. We don't just have to agree that property exists. Uh, I don't follow. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. Why do you own anything? Who? Wh why do you own what you own? Me personally. Sure. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean that certainly that is a uh, it can get to be an esoteric argument as to you no, know, it's, it's perfectly philosophically valid to ask it. I mean, there's no why, oh, why, no. why, how does ownership exist? Yeah, I just don't have a good answer for that. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the stuff that's in my house that yeah. I, you know, I like the Carlin uh bit on this. Okay, life is just a bit is just a big collection of stuff and yeah. then taking more stuff and moving your stuff from one place to another place and getting more stuff. And yeah, but you said my stuff. stuff. How did how did it become your stuff in the first place? Because we live in a society that has deemed ownership of property a, a right or a fundamental principle of our uh, what societal contract. Okay. So you guys don't have an, argu an argument for why property exists in the first place? No, other than, you know, it's in my possession and I will hurt you if you try and uh, <laughs> okay. take that's that away. A, but that, again, that's the, that's the can retribution. I, that's the can I throw the opposite your way? Do you have an argument why property shouldn't exist? What? Uh, Sure. Um, so yeah. everything 
in communism. nature is nature, right? Right. So why at any point did something become yours when it could have just as easily become mine? Let's start with land, right? Let's start in the state of nature in our famous lost episode, right? Yeah. When we stop there, why is this piece of, why is this tract of land yours? It's just the land. Why is the things that you got off of the land mm-hmm. yours than not, right? So again, so- the, I was here first. Right. So the argument, again, yeah. in our famous last episode <laughs> that we kind of established off of this was that um, the, the, the reason that ownership exists is because it is, it is an extension of the work of your own body. Okay, and you and we do start with the presupposition that you own your body and you own yourself and anything that you work for is therefore an extension of you. And thus, that is how you get you attain ownership over things. Sure. That's just I think that's Rousseau. I think I don't my fucking philosophy is like, but it's true. It's basically just establishing rights before we get into our social contract. I mean, you can think of it like the Declaration of Independence before the Constitution or something like that. We established the rights of man in in our and we did find it. Well, I mean, even going more fundamental than that, when the lion chases down the gazelle and he takes his first bite, right. that is his ownership. And, right. you know, he's he going to- def- for it. Yeah, he worked for it. He's going to defend it. Right. And he might give some to his cubs or his mate or whatever that is. Right. But uh, beyond that, anyone else that comes near is going to get fucked up. Right. There you go. So thus, sure. and taking anything away from- Not so much is going to get fucked up, just is is acting immorally. Um, well, acting threateningly, and this we gets back to- We didn't figure out this morality thing exactly, yet last time, yeah. did we? I mean, so, d- in that instance, then, <laughs> oh, are no. you saying that that line has morality because he is defending, or no, no, the no, other no, line no. should have no, no, morality no, no, no. for coming in? I mean- <laughs> No, it's, it depends on- defi- Remember, it's just how we define it. Exactly. We, we agree upon well-being, and well-being is something that we can value, and, yeah, or yeah. we can ascribe value to, and any detriment to that well-being oh, is going to no. be bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's important We're to clarify, We're getting into the moral though. hole. It's, yeah. No, it's- Look, it's important to clarify. It's better than the religious hole. Hey, well, that's what she said. <laughs> oh. If we put a sheet between us, it's okay. There we go. Um, okay, fine. So now, now we can agree upon property, um, and yeah. a breach of that social contract is 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 um is a crime, if you will. So property as some sort of a storage of labor, as an extension of money, being a, a storage and transference of labor. Yes, well put. Well, well your question originally was was some crime okay, I think it was, or something along the lines of that, or some No, my, my question was how do you define crime? Right, but then what your second crime? one was are there any crimes that are uh defendable or what was something like Well, I guess the, the the question is is that um it it might not just be the social contract that determines something being a crime. Right. Because that gets us back into morality, right? If you're acting immorally it, it, whether something is illegal or not might not have a bearing on whether something is a crime. Right. And that might have nothing to do with whether or not it is, it, it is immoral. Exactly. Right. So, so, so we, we don't have to go there, though, because we already did. <laughs> but um, especially because the question is, what do we do about this crime? So we have to start Indeed. somewhere. So why don't we just say that a crime is the breach of social contract and breach of the social contract and we can table the fucking morality discussion for okay so going forward <laughs> how, how should we decide those moral contracts how should we come up with the crimes how should we identify those crimes oh uh, well that, again so that's that's based on the society is that but i mean are and we those are you know tyranny of the majority essentially then are we 51 percent? are we 66 percent in order to agree does a hundred percent of a society have to agree on a law for it to be valid okay, is, well a hundred's not realistic um, <laughs> why because no one a hundred percent agrees on anything just to, I agree, I mean, but just, well, just I'm kidding. To no, take, I don't agree. I mean, but even ninety is unrealistic. I mean, if we all, I mean, just look at 
but to Congress take the other should, side of that, go ahead. if there is a proposition or a, a law on the books that 100% of the people can't agree to, does that not make it immoral? Does that not make it forcing your will upon other people? Right. I'm not just, you know, there's... Again, 99% of people said that murder well, was Well, I wouldn't call them fine. other people. I would call, I mean, yeah, maybe you would, but you would call them fellow citizens or something like that because you all agree on that contract. It's like... Right, but th- does that make them right is what I think Sean's saying. To me, I would say yes. No, it doesn't. Kind of, of kind of. Uh, uh, I mean, what, there we, would be no what, unjust laws in your. No, world. no, no. But uh, but it, theoretically, obviously, they're not. But the, the but they aim. That's what they aim for. I mean, right. But if they yeah. right. But that's the ideal. We can but, argue, but we can argue about specifics. But we but but that's the. Yeah. Well, well, what's the number though? How much of right, a society has to agree on a law for it to be applicable? How much do we have to all understand this to be detrimental in order for us to want to punish this? I would say again, it depends on the society. Um, yeah, it does. I, I can so I, I'm I am always pulled back into just the general morality. I, I think that we should strive to make laws that are as close to. Uh, being morally just as possible, right? And again, we can go back to defining yeah. morals and questions <laughs> of that because I don't think it, it, that it, morality is just purely relative. Like, I don't mm. think that your morality is in equal to my morality. I think that we, I think that the determination comes from the 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 weighing of the good and I'm, you know, it's a little bit of utilitarianism, which is the greatest good outweighs the greatest evil. Um, but but everybody sort of. You, you know, obviously, again, intention matters, so we take into account that. Um, Wait, was that in our food one? Did yeah. We do, oh, okay, yeah. we did that one. Okay, good. Um, but, so yeah, our, <laughs> Just listeners, sure. our listeners understand this part. Um, but, <laughs> I'm but, the only but, one but if you're, you know, I'll put it this way. If, if, you're, if your outlook on morality is that killing is moral and my outlook is that killing is immoral, mm-hmm. but if you're a pure moral relativist, then that, by definition, is saying that we're both equally correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that can't make sense. Because no, that then there can be, because okay. then we need to craft a society where both of us are allowed to have those beliefs. The you know the whole reason that um or you know a big part of the reason that America exists as a country is because of the religious argument. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. opening that up to Mr. Bonnier, mm-hmm. Bonnier. But um, the the idea that we were you know the original pilgrims were trying to escape religious persecution to set up a place where all people would be allowed to believe what it is that they want. So in theory, but you guys are talking about beliefs. We're to- crimes are actions. You can believe whatever you want. I mean, uh, well, it's th- when that belief tends to but into it's, an action. It's our beliefs that inform our morality, which informs our legal system, which d- identifies what actually is a crime. So if we don't agree on a belief, then we can't agree on what is a crime. So in that society, we but kind they're of not equally lose... right. They're not equally correct. Well, that's without a, getting back to that. Without a God, there's there's no correct. In so my Sean, in no, your... again, if we... uh, go ahead. No, Sean. I'm not want to do this because yeah. you're going to get angry at me for going down the religious hole. I, I'm going to say. <laughs> I opened it up. In, your, in, in your mind, is Sharia law equal to the American law, um, or or even any any country, any Western democracy's law? But it doesn't matter. Right? Whatever. The, I I believe that they have their their justifications as much as we do. I don't necessarily agree with them morally, but I don't know that that is. But in your world, should the are should they the, acting should, morally? Should that, is what he's saying. Well, that's that's a different question as to whether they should exist. And I, like I said, I, I, I really believe in moral relativism. So right. since I don't have a God, they might be acting morally. I can't say that they're not because their God might be the one that I have to face when I'm dead. Okay. Well, well, how, how do you determine what's moral then? Um, 
Like, how do you determine your own morality in the that's, first place? Then? That's why I'm a hermit and I don't live in a house. Because you're just not sure anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't know. You guys figure it out. Yeah. I mean, well, from I, because I, in your worldview, both are equally good and bad. And there yeah. can be no morality in the first place. And thus, it, none of it makes any sense. It all sort of falls apart. There is no morality. And if there is no morality, there is no good or bad. That's yeah. That is the crux of my argument. I don't believe there is a, a true be, evil or a true altruism. I believe that well, everything no, oh, is shades of gray there i think everything is shades of gray but i don't think that there there's a difference between there being a shade shades of gray and there being no color whatsoever that's the difference like right now so moral relativism would say that you know but it, that or i'm sorry the, the if you're a pure utilitarianist mm-hmm. right then it, there is black and white there is something good something bad and that is justified by just the the kind of total weighing of good versus or you know and, um of of pleasure versus pain and um, i i don't think it, it it's for me it's less good and evil and more beneficial and non-beneficial to me so to me that is every individual's morality uh i'm sorry say again so it's the the benefit that something stands to uh affect me whether or not it's going to hurt or a um you know bolster right but then it would be just for you to steal something from someone uh like it would be morally justified for you to steal something because it just benefits you in and there are cases where I think there is moral justification for thievery. That's not, no, what, no, no, he, that's no. not what he's saying, right? Uh, I'm I'm not saying that there aren't situations in which theft is okay. I'm mm-hmm. saying each individual scenario, right? Remember we talked about last time, like you know the the, the murdering someone, and yeah. it, so it's not that you both. We'll, we'll just do the exact example, right? <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, you said that. A guy's running at you with a knife and mm. you kill him, mm. right? Um, you're saying that he might be justified because his his rationale for running at you with a knife is because he doesn't have any money. He needs it his last resort, right? Mm. But the problem is those are two separate actions. The first action is him running at you with a knife because of his last resort. The second action is you killing him. Right. So we have to we can then discuss both of those actions. They aren't combined. Right. So the first action is he doesn't have any money. And he, his decision is to chase you with a knife, right? He's threatening you, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and the decisions go, or, and the, 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 the deciding factors for him was that it's a last resort. He doesn't have enough money to do it. Do you guys think he was acting morally in that instance? Um, not necessarily those specific details, but it could be skewed to a, a moral position. Go ahead, skew it. Um, okay, uh, I don't know, just throwing it out. Let's say um, the the person that he's attacking was responsible for his um, his lack of uh, money. Got it. Um, okay. So in it, you know, it's a a wrong begetting a wrong begetting a wrong, and. In there, so he's threatening the person with the knife for the purpose of getting money because, in his mind, the money is rightfully his. It exactly, was his in the first place. Right. Okay. In that instance, do you guys think he was acting morally right or wrong? And again, there's gray. We can say whatever, but I yeah. mean, as far it, as your own determination, what, what do you think? Um, Does it feel more right than wrong, or more wrong than right? Revenge and retribution certainly feels moral to me. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible, right? Or at yeah. the very least, it's understandable. Joey, I agree. Um, I just think we're getting a little bogged down. I don't yeah, need yeah. to be. No, no, no. <laughs> we're, once once we get out of these woods, we won't be bogged down anymore. Okay. Don't fucking take us anywhere. Yeah, just sorry. pay attention. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. So cool. We've agreed that that new instance, the okay. new scenario where the guy ran at Sh- ran at Sean with the knife, is because Sean stole from him. Okay, right. So it's he's sort of morally justified again, sure. not right or wrong, moral justification. We've 
feel like he's morally justified. It doesn't that, feel that right, but it's, you know, and then we get again to the revenge element and all I that stuff. I am much more comfortable fine. with that term for some reason. It, no, because that's <laughs> the term that we should, that is what morality is. It's yeah. a question of whether someone is morally justified or not, not whether someone is moral or not. Or is right or is right, wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, so that's that one instance where it's okay. Now, the second instance was, mm-hmm. did you know... Now, so it actually changes the second instance mm-hmm. where you killed him. Yeah. Right? Obviously, the guy knows that he took all of his money, and obviously the guy is running it with him, him with a knife, mm-hmm. and he kills him. Right. Is he just, is he morally justified in killing him? Yeah, I believe self-defense is always morally justified. Right. It's weird, right? They're both acting morally. That's, yeah, that's my that argument. That doesn't mean that they're, they're both acting morally. It doesn't mean that, and so again, we can, and we take those different examinations and we mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, but they can both agree. If, if, if the guy running at the guy with a knife is saying he's wrong for killing me, it's like, no, no, he thought you were going to fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. What's your moral justification in saying that, like, you, you know, you, that, that, that you, you, how is he not morally justified in defending himself? And then the guy running with the knife is, well, because he killed me. And it's like, dude, fuck you. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. He's like, yeah, but don't you understand? I'm like, no, we understand you were acting morally justified as well. You were both acting morally justified. And yet that's why the guy wouldn't, might not go to jail because it was self-defense. Do you see what I mean? That doesn't, that's not moral relativism. That's a newer, that's a newer version of morality that I agree with. Um, and so I, I wanted to clarify that. Before okay. Into what uh, Does yeah, that make sense? I'm, yeah. If we're not going to call that moral relativism, I need another word for it. But um, morality, <laughs> morality—the nope. word that you hate—it's just that's it's just the discussion of morality. That's what it is. That's what it is, and that's what I mean when I say moral. Just I, so we're clear. I, I will cede to the gentleman with glasses. <laughs> Thank you, or one of them. I think yeah, both. Thanks. <laughs> um, great. So now we've determined whether something is moral or not, and what we mean by morality. The question is: um, Are all crimes moral or immoral? I'm sorry. Are all crimes immoral? Yeah. No. Absolutely okay. not. Why not? I think. I mean, you could take. I mean, the Robin Hood example, which we kind of done, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. stealing from the rich to give to the poor kind of thing. In some cases, you can just morally justify, as you've just said, that some certain crimes are necessary. Right. Well, but, I mean, speeding's a crime. Jaywalking's a crime. Is that necessarily immoral? No. Oh, of course not. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why is running a red light not immoral? Um, it is a mor- There is a moral decision going into you running the red I mean, light. I think it is, it is slightly. Well, very uh, much so. Unethical, if you will. Well, I mean, you know, uh, take those cases. Um, L.A. is not necessarily the the place to have this discussion, but uh, <laughs> you know, in the middle of uh, uh, Illinois, where I grew up, there's there's lots of nothingness cornfields, and you know, if you're driving to one of the colleges late at night, say it's three in the morning, you can see for miles right. in every direction. You come to a cross section where it's a red light, and you know that red light stays there for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. and you have a perfectly cl- clear view. There is nothing immoral about going through that red light. Well, right. You've, you, you've, you are morally justified in running it. You certainly. haven't done anything immoral, and yet you've committed a crime. Exactly. So but you've, you've added a bunch of circumstances to that situation that make it— Yeah, you know, exactly. Which is okay, but I think overall, if you look at the actual moral justification of the law, it is. A moral right. ju- ju- it's like, you know, it's putting your life in front of someone else's. It's putting everyone in danger. It's, well, right, no, it's, but it's safer not, to have the law there. That doesn't necessarily mean that breaking the law is always— Makes people other not other always, people but right. Okay, but exactly. I, I was just saying in that situation, it could be you could see. It I'm that just way. saying that when it's safe, I, I went to an extreme there certainly, but it is. Yeah, you that, know, it's just answering the question. That's all. As whether okay, all no, crimes. Okay, no, fair are, enough. I was just kind of 
countering. God, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's Counter fine. You're better. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For Joey. Um, so, great. Okay, so we've decided that not all crimes are immoral. That's fine. Um, and yet, there are crimes, hmm. obviously, right? And which we've agreed upon as the definition, a breach in a social contract. So, I think that that now can breach us into the first question. <laughs> what do we do about a crime? When... Yeah. Wh- you can go on a ramble if you want. You do a ramble. <laughs> <laughs> the, that just Don't happens know. organically, man. I can't, uh, right, can't manufacture a ramble. <laughs> um, but that is, um, I, I think the first question we have to ask is, are we going to punish or rehabilitate? I think we have to, as a society, figure out what it is that we're going to do about that crime in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, you know what? It's funny. There's, um, Oh God, this is again, digging back into philosophy there. Um, there was a, there's a, there's, there's three different ways to look at the, the justification behind punishment, right? There's the, Mm. the retribution. Um, in other words, it's, it's morally just to, to, um, eye for an eye sort of, uh, well, it goes deeper than that. It's, it's not just that, but it's because it, because a crime is a breach of a social contract, you have punishment is justified because you've breached the social contract. Um, but then there's the utilitarian argument that actually claims that punishment is evil. Punishment mm-hmm. is naturally evil. However, what you're doing is you're outweighing the pleasure versus pain. Okay. So the amount of pleasure that that person has kind of gained and benefited, um, needs to be outweighed by the amount of pain you inflict upon them. Um, and again, because the amount of pain that they've caused others is et cetera, et cetera. So you, you're kind of weighing the pleasure versus pain. That's yeah. the utilitarian like justification that. behind punishing someone. Um, and I, the, Oh no, the third was something else. It it's was like your debt to society. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah basically. A moral debt. Yeah. Right. And I don't really have an answer to that necessarily. I mean, I, th- I think that I, like, why do we punish people in the first place? Why should we punish people? I think it's mostly a sense of revenge, a sense of equaling the scales. Um, You know, someone kills someone and we feel vindicated in taking their life, whether it's life imprisonment or actually, you know, death sentence. I think that that is at at least the the crux of the idea or the, uh, the basis of it. Um, Why though? What's behind that? It's, uh, you said it, you, we feel better. Yeah, so yeah. It's I just think it's that society feel thing. better. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be partly deterrent. Okay, um, that's what I was going to ask. Me you. too. Yeah. I was going to say deterrent. I think for the smaller stuff like misdemeanors, I think deterrents are, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. For instance, paying a speeding ticket or whatever it seems to work. I think according to statistics. But so the, you would, you'll, you're less likely to speed if. If you you know if there's a monetary or at the very least some sort of punishment attached to it beforehand, you're less likely to do so. But then that punishment needs to be um, uh, relative, I believe. Um, one of the big faults with the current system is the fact that uh, a millionaire pays the same sixty dollar ticket that a you know minimum wage worker pays. Well, they've done the same crime. They have done the same crime, but they haven't felt the same retribution. Oh, there you go. Okay. Wow, so. that's really socialist of you, but I like it. <laughs> I don't know if it's socialist. Just being poor my whole uh, life and looking at people. I don't, it seems to me like <laughs> like you rich guys aren't paying your fair share. Let's get the percentages up there and. 
Well, well I, I mean, okay, so I a, like <laughs> a, a guy driving a Bentley, you know, he gets a, a $60 parking ticket that is, you know, 10 minutes of, of hourly pay for him, if even that. For right. someone that is, you know, working minimum wage, that's an entire day's work. So is is that crime then equal to both of those people? Is Are they both de- had having the same amount of deterrent to not do that again? Is there any reason for the Bentley driver to not just scoff at the law and do whatever the fuck he wants? Huh, that's a great I, question. An interesting point. I think I compare it to sports where they find like players like th- like 300 grand <laughs> like for, you know, smoking pot or something, right. you know. Yeah. But obviously that's a ridiculous sum if you were to give that to anyone else, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you smoke pot, your job is finding you 300 grand, right. you know. But even 300 grand to them is actually kind of not that much. But it, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that I mean, yeah, that makes sense and I like the idea of it. I do. I, th- I think that's a um, Scandinavian idea. That seem I believe that's a uh, uh, something. What's that? Socialist. Yeah, yeah it's certainly socialist. <laughs> the but dirty word. I don't know if it's just. I see. That's the thing. I. I, I, I well, yeah. I mean, is it socialist or is it is it capitalist? I'm I mean, just hesitant to apply a label to it one yeah, way or the certainly. other. I mean, the question is like what whether or not it, there's a moral justification behind what you're saying, and I think it's fair if the idea is that you're trying to inflict the same amount of pain, so to speak, yeah. on a person, or at the very least give them the kind of right kind of deterrent. Exactly. Then, then oh, uh, what you're suggesting is a scale um, that's that's I specific mean, to you as a person, as far as what would be you know what would yeah. be the, the appropriate punishment certainly hard to um uh, i don't think it's that socialist or capitalist or anything i think it's just i don't who why don't we have to call it anything fuck it it's just interesting well should we extend that to prison sentences well that's the point exactly yeah, i, I think mean, we should. i don't know i, I don't know yes well i mean yeah. by that by that logic yes shouldn't the fun- the punishment fit that's the crime in general like shouldn't that be the kind of goal if we are going to go the punishment route as opposed to the but it, it, i think and even sean said this when you first said it isn't the crime the same the the crime is oh so so in other words you're saying that everybody the time is the same for everybody like yeah. your your day is the same as my day sure although your dollar might be different than my dollar right I mean uh, I could have a million dollars but we still got the same amount of time on this planet generally, right, okay. generally. right generally speaking right yeah. but the amount of my time that it takes to pay that fine is going to be much different than the amount of time it takes for you to pay that fine no 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 he's saying prison sentences um, we, like but, your but, day oh, is the same as my day we so also then why a, should your yeah. you know your year is the same as my year if we right, do the right. same crime and the punishment is you know 10 years in prison oh yeah it should be the same I, I don't necessarily so, disagree so with that. to answer your question it does apply it just happens to be the fact that it's equal yeah, it's we also, unless you can think of an, unless you can think of an instance where it doesn't well yeah it's just a different scale where you're or a different um, uh, system of money, essentially. You know, it's either monetary if it's a fine, but right. time, you know, jail time is jail time. So right. I like it. It's the great leveler. It makes it's yeah. It is. It's the great yeah. justice. I think it's a good way to put it. Um, okay, so that's an interesting way to put it. Um, what is oh, the next question then? So we're about we're talking about punishment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Would it be better to uh, rehabilitate? Yeah, I think. I think yeah. I think the general trend over the past hundred years is going from punishment to, to rehabilitation. Just, yes. Just yeah. generally is a trend. No, you're right. Yeah. And which there's I, also the radical view too. Like there's the conservative view, which is that punishment should be, you know, every everybody has a rational action and anything that they do um, should have some sort of rational response. And then, you know, we, we, we all have free will. And then there's the liberal. And so, you know, it, it's a deterrent to kind of punish someone and inflict pain. Whereas oh, the liberal view yeah. is that you can sort of rehabilitate someone and that it, it's a question of their society and totally. their upbringing, et cetera. And then there's the radical view, which says that society, fuck society. It's like Sean's view, basically. <laughs> It's like, it's like, fuck society in the first place. Everything should just be fucking changed. We'll change it all. We'll figure it out. Burn it down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which actually I'm, I'm probably misrepresenting.
representing the the radical view of whatever it is. But so I'm sorry, you were saying historically speaking, what is the trend of prisons? Well, but then again, I mean, you can talk about you know the the trend of uh, of America as the population of prisoners has gone crazily exponentially up since mm -hmm. the 1980s, since the drug war, mm -hmm. or actually 1972. Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, yeah. Nixon, yeah, started it really, 72, which is crazy. But I mean, but there was also the sentencing laws in the 90s, which mm -hmm. changed a lot of stuff, which increased the, obviously the misdemeanor drug laws, which we're trying yeah, to get changed Yeah, all the now. mandatory minimums. Though. Yeah, but that is being talked about now by the politicians currently. So it is somewhat of a topic. And, and I think this get back, gets back to, you know, the Black Lives Matter, you know, project right now, a movement and a lot going on there and, and seeing that laws are somewhat institutionally racist. Do you, do you guys see that? You skipped over a bunch of shit there. I jumped over a bunch of shit, but I, I guess I wanted to just talk right into it. Okay, go We ahead. will, but let's get Fine. there first. Um, the question at hand is, is the, the, the purpose of prison to be um, punishment or rehabilitation? What should it be? In my mind, rehabilitation. But I think if you're asking about the history, it's interesting that like we started. Well, of course, with, it started as as but, punishment. Yeah, but like the idea of a penitentiary was so like old mm -hmm. school. It like, wasn't religious. even old school. Well, it, yeah, it, it was, was almost like, a nice thing. Like, yeah, before they yeah. just fucking kill you. Like, be penitent is just like sit in a room and pray, and you'll become good one day. Or right. Mm -hmm. You know, where, where, we've gone, where we've gone, like, now you need therapy 24 hours a right. day. Right. Well, it's better than being chained to the wall in a dungeon. Right, I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's progress of to a kind. To punish someone, yeah. That's, yeah, that was the point of punishment, was just that. Sure. Uh, you know, and I mean, even before that, as you probably know, was they would just kind of open the gates and be like, fuck off. But fuck other, off. <laughs> other than punishment, is there something to be said for just keeping those people away from society? Right, so, exactly. Uh, you know, removing them from the equation so that there aren't any more crimes committed. Right. I mean, is it, equally, is it equally just to just kind of put them to sleep and say, you know, you say you committed a crime, so Warehouse we're going to just them. put you to sleep for, for 30 years rather than putting you in a penitentiary for 30 years. And hopefully we're, by We the haven't time actually you... inflicted any pain. We've just taken them out of society. We and haven't. We... No, I, well, I think we, society has an obligation to rehabilitate them and make them, no, 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 make, and make can, them productive members of society again. Can you rehabilitate people? Some, a portion. Okay. And I think we're finding out every day, honestly, that medicine is getting and technology is getting better and that fraction is going up and up and up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're realizing that we can solve a lot more problems than we didn't think before. I mean, just look at like shell shock mm -hmm. in like World War One. Right. Like they just shot those guys. Like, <laughs> no, honestly, they did. Yeah. They simply, sh I mean, watch Paths of Glory, you know, yeah. they, they just shot dudes for just being like, oh, we're a coward. But now, you know, we understand PTSD. We, we have like therapy. We have, you know, medications and stuff. We understand it's a problem. So, I mean, just look at that. I guess it's like a hundred years, but. No, it's true. I mean, another, a, another way of putting it is. It's a crazy amount of progress. Another, right. Another way of putting it as well is like, the, um, I don't think anybody wants to be, a, a, you know, addicted to drugs or wants to be a sex offender, but a lot of people just kind of have this, that fucking something in their head that, you know, they're a sociopath, essentially. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. In the sex offender sense or whatever. Sure. Um, and so w what you're suggesting is, could there be a drug, right? Could there be a drug that rehabilitates them? Or should we just remove all the sex offenders from society? Mm -hmm. Well, no, you're, if you're saying that people can be rehabilitated. I am. That, right. I also think. <laughs> this is well, just over time, you're saying over time, we could figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I think society the, has an obligation to rehabilitate people. I, I think, and honestly, I, even technology, I know this sounds ridiculous, but porn has probably gotten rid of a lot of crimes as far as 
the creepy sexual crimes. You know what I mean? Now they could do it yeah. at home. No, that, I don't know, as opposed to go out that. and get their jollies. You that, know what I mean? That is like, certainly a working theory, but the other side of that, unfortunately, is right, that, actually, the, yeah, the same amount of people that argue for that argue that it increases, that it exposes okay, you to things mind, that you then. wouldn't have done <laughs> right. before. But I mean, that's the same as the old school, you know, movies are going to destroy our children, video games are going to destroy our children argument. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, uh, no, okay. the psychology's yeah. out on it. Exactly. Yeah. We, okay. we don't have a, a hard and Fast, eh, pun intended, uh, study on that to to really you know justify one one position or the other. But the but the real question or the real point that you made is that society has an obligation to rehabilitate people. Um, why? Well, one, it's for their own selfish benefit. It, to for have society's a, own yeah, sustainability. To have okay. a, to have another member of the wall, you know, working mm-hmm. and paying taxes. But then that kind of gets us into: is it uh, enough of a contribution? Is it not enough for them to be uh, then used as part of a corporate machine? So uh, all the prisons that actually are used as factories mm-hmm. are they now contributing members of society because they are building things? You know, it used to be just making license plates, but now it's you know everything from data entry to you know call centers and all sorts of you know menial jobs are being for taken. four dollars an hour if even not even that. i think that's that's the high end by the way yeah i think yeah. It's, I, it's like could be like 20 cents well no hour. i think i think the four dollars an hour is what the jail gets and i think the actual represent or the actual inmate gets like you Jeez. know pennies on the dollar or whatever right. but yeah it's still a, a super cheap source of labor here's an argument that's somewhat slavery i mean you can't i mean not i mean it's not slavery slavery it's pretty close though yeah, but then I mean, there is a giant workforce there, and there is work to be done. Well, I th- and I- is there not something to be said for the uh, the mental state of having a responsibility? More importantly, the presupposition is that they've done something wrong; they've committed a crime, and so it's, we're not enslaving them necessarily. Uh, well, it's my- still part of punishment, right? It's the punishment. Well, my point is that might, the punishment might be worse than the crime. I guess slavery. Well, might, sure, slavery. Yeah, might working be- in a call center is way worse than dude. Oh, then yeah. I, I have I have <laughs> been fucking here. getting your hand cut off like, well, well that's a bit I was being serious I've spent way too many years in a call center me too center. me too yeah <laughs> I have not oh yeah no no it's it's horrible it's, oh wait no yeah I did I did like a whole soul, summer one time soul crushing torture yeah. yeah I guess it's not that bad this really coming care. from three guys speaking into microphones but. exactly I was gonna <laughs> say such a first world problem right yeah. <laughs> I had to call someone all day yeah. that, that girl treated me so badly indeed <laughs> so okay but, so the, the society has now go ahead Shawnee no, go for it. Okay. <laughs> Society has an obligation to rehabilitate people. Yeah. Not, uh, punishment. Why? Why is well, just is there, pure punishment inflicting pain not better? Is that not more of a deterrent? And does it have to be separate? Do right. we have to go with one or the other? Or is there a portion that is punishment and a portion that is rehabilitation? Like is there a way to combine those things? I think we try to. It's we just don't do a good job. Oh, of we it. do a horrible yeah, I job. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes I mean, and no. I mean, a, like a prison in many ways is just as much punishment as it is rehabilitation. Uh, I do. I yeah, I think it's way more punishment than it is rehabilitation these days. M- me too. Well, me that too. just I'm sure, but I, you know, it's not Ideally, as bad as killing them. It's not as bad as stoning them or cutting uh, their depends. hands off. So I it's mean, a trend. You know, if 
if you watch Oz, um, you know, right. being raped constantly is not necessarily my idea of uh, a fun time. Right. Um, you know, you might be better off with a death penalty. You know, if you're in a situation where there, so it's it, worse in that sense. It, it can be, yeah. Right. I mean, I would think that that is something that you know could be even psychologically detrimental. Mm-hmm. You know, just you that that's something they talk about all the time. You know, you have these uh, petty criminals that are going into jail for. For, for very minor offenses, but when they go in, it basically becomes a criminal school. Right. And by the time they come out, they're way worse criminals than they were, and they have all of the connections to do whatever it is that they are going to embark on in their new criminal enterprises. So in many ways, um, prisons themselves are worse than they are, do do more harm than good. It's, it, I mean, I, I don't know. You, I right. don't know, man. That's, yeah. Um, yeah I don't it, know, man. I really don't. <laughs> well, this is, is there an alternative? I mean, if, if we think that, okay, so then we can go the opposite route where it's ju- not just, because com- like I said, it is sort of combining it, right? And yeah. for the same amount of people that are, that are spending years and years of their lives for a crime that, you know, w- didn't warrant it, there might mm-hmm. be just as many people getting rehabilitated in a way. And there is, they're fucking isn't. I'm just, you know, I'm arguing that what if there was. Well, I or at mean, the very least, I think prisons try to. They try to rehabilitate just as much as they do punish. It's the other criminals that are punishing each other. It, I don't it, think it's the I don't think it's the state that's punishing them. It's it's well, it's just the culture okay. of prison, right? I don't think the intent is to punish them. No, it's if the if the intent wasn't to punish them, then they would do something about it. You have What do you mean? Well, you I mean, if we're talking about prison violence, you can definitely control that if you wanted to. You have a building that is secure with little rooms for every individual right, but person. Not, they are trying. They, they're not allowed to have knives. They're not like they have. They have to work to kill them to kill each other at least. Well, okay. I sure, think that they, they are trying. This gets I, to the point that right? this gets to my point that that certain prisons are better than others. And recently, the statistics have shown, or at least some, that private prisons have been a lot of these big offenders with what Sean's talking about, mm-hmm. lackadaisical guarding and that kind of stuff. And there's been a lot of crazy stuff going into private prisons. But there's also a whole other aspect of this. Which is the illegal immigrant aspect? Because uh, I was I, no, no, seriously, no, okay. no, because yeah. this is part, this is, no, because this, cr- this is a crime, and we have them, you know, just warehoused. Mm-hmm. Don't we deport them though? No, a lot. We have like millions of people in in warehoused in like New York and in the Southwest, mostly in like New Mexico, Arizona, hmm. California. But they are. We have like literally millions. And I was also like re- awaiting deportation. Then yeah. Yes. Like, well, and yes. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Imagine so we are like, deporting them, but it's it's the equivalent of someone being on death row for fifty years. Right. I guess. But we're paying for it and blah blah blah. And we have we have private. They're privately owned. You know, and fun, given right. contracts by the government. But we're trying to deport them. Eventually, I think. But they're. But we can't maybe because I don't know. Well, it, right, because they're. I mean, their country might not exist anymore. Right, right. Well, for whatever. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. But yeah, exactly. But, but the okay. point is, they're still being warehoused. I don't know where I was going. With yeah, this. I don't either, man. But <laughs> no, I had a great point. God damn okay. it. <laughs> well, to get back. <laughs> You can figure that out. Whatever you were going. God damn it. What about the idea of hospitals? Um, I know, especially in California, most of the state mental facilities were closed down by Reagan when he was the governor Mm -hmm. here. Um, That was basically a general trend that happened throughout the United States. I don't know if it's as bad in all of the states as it is here, but essentially, when all of those closed down, they just kind of released those people into the street. Yeah, exactly. And then most of them, you know, the ones that became homeless, usually filtered their way back into the criminal system. 
Well, so the, sure. the jails are essentially taking the place of the mental health care facilities. Exactly. Exactly. I do. I do think that that it, a better situation would be to be able to rehabilitate every offender. Right. Versus just punishing them. Right. But I mean, it doesn't have to be that cut and dry. At least a percentage. Would, it doesn't. Would but that's what we strive for. That's what we can strive for. And I, and I think that is what we are trying to do. Like, that's why I was saying before, I don't think that the intent of prison is necessarily just to punish. I think it I think it, it does go hand in hand, the rehabilitation. And the, yeah. I would almost say that the punishment is sort of, you know, your your lack of freedom in a sense. That's the that's what their the justification is there. But of the shit that happens inside that you're talking about, they are trying to they are, you know, they do take measures to curtail violence in prison and, and crime in prison. I, I mean, yes, certainly. And most of my knowledge of the inside comes from TV and movies. So obviously I can't really speak with a whole lot of uh, authority on it. Sure. But it's um, it, it, it's a matter of... I, I guess I'll put it that way. Again, like you said before, the intent isn't just to punish. It's not like we chain people to the wall. and well, fu- You know what I mean? And, but I think you're, you're referring to it. an overarching societal intent, which yes. I, I believe that, that to be true. Certainly, okay. as a society, I think that we we do view prison as a place to rehabilitate as well as punish. Right. Um, but I think that the people that are actually in charge, that are making the decisions, the private corporations that are running the majority of our prisons now, are not necessarily in that same mindset. First off, anytime you bring a corporation to anything, their sole responsibility is to make money for their shareholders. Right. That is their their legal obligation more than anything else. So. So the treatment of the prisoners sure. is certainly subservient to the almighty dollar. Yeah. And if it's easier to let privately them... Privately run prisons, privately we, owned prisons and stuff like that. Certainly, but the I judge mean... Judges getting kickbacks, there's plenty of stories Oh, yeah, this. yeah. But it, I mean, that it filters into, you know, all of the prison systems because at a certain point, it becomes easier to just close the cage and let the animals take care of themselves than it is to actually get in there and try and solve these problems problems or try and keep things from happening. As long as it doesn't spill out over, everything is okay. As long as it stays maintained within that certain structure. Mm -hmm. Well, then I guess that that can jump us into what you were talking about before, Joey. You were saying this like, so I guess it takes us there, right? You mean like keep, keep it out of my backyard, keep it, keep like, keep them, keep all the bad people away in some confined area. I'm, that's what you're trying to relate back to the. No, I was going. Well, I'm not really sure where I was going. Actually, <laughs> I guess I was going to start breaching into um, society well, as a whole, because what you're saying is, you know, all these problems, how to solve them, et cetera, and mm-hmm. what do we do about all this crime? The, um, and y- prisons are are worse in a sense because once you've added corporations, et cetera, all this other stuff, right? Right. So but it, what is the ideal? What should we be doing with our criminals once the um, you know once the hammer goes down and the judge says guilty? What, what do we do with them? I think that's we answered that. The, the intent is to try and rehabilitate. How do we do that, though? I mean, that's a big question. It's a psychology question. It's a science question. I don't know. We got know. an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm neither a psychologist nor a scientist. Yeah, so I can't, I can't the propose the pill. Here, man. <laughs> um, well, no, I think the first step is acknowledging more mental health stuff. I think that is a big one. Okay, is the psychology, sure. just what you just said. Is, sure. is that, that's a huge one. We, we don't know enough about mental health. We don't, we don't put enough research into it. That is a... We don't. St- we still don't know what we should eat, let alone uh, yeah. what should we should have in our heads. Right. I just think it's uh, that's the first step. I mean, I'm obviously we're not psychologists, but that's the 
The goal, so mental health. Keep, uh, yeah, and I don't think putting people in... If there was in, a pill that would stop someone from being a sociopath, however... But, again, but I it, think it's clear to me, maybe I'm, I'm from my armchair psychology, that prisons are psychologically damaging. But then... Right. Just to... Yeah, to bring... That's it, why... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, just to touch on your point, though, if there is a pill that is going to be there, is that moral exactly. to force to that person them. to take exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Can we can we then, you know, uh, basically rewrite the human brain? I mean, that right. is certainly something, you know, not right now, but it, it is something futurely possible to right. have a, a pill that could control certain sex of the brain and, you know, possibly turn off sexual desire. Right. It's, uh, a, it's the, the plot of A Clockwork Orange. Yes. It's trying to, you know, rehabilitate them by force, you know, sure. for, force feeding them brain. The argument of, the yeah. argument of the, the, the book, of course, is that you can't. There is no such thing. It's, yeah. it's Nazi moron, right? right. Every man, mankind is, man, you know, um, Alex is, in, is the orange, right? And, and, and the rest. Well, yeah, it's good. So A Clockwork Orange essentially is, a, <laughs> is an oxymoron, right? It's, it's, it, so Anthony Burgess, it's an old kind of cockney phrase that, that, that was called the, the queerest thing imaginable, the queerest of queer things imaginable. Right, yeah. would be a clockwork orange. An orange is a natural entity; it's a I naturally see. growing thing. A clockwork is a man-made thing. Cool. Hmm. Society is made up of clockworks, right? People who kind of work and do what they need to do. Alex is the only orange in there. He is natural. Man, hmm. it's a sort of a Hobbesian look at it, of course, okay. where you know everybody is kind of just feeding and and uh, enjoys the pleasure, and he just is natural. Beethoven is violent music. Alex is violent. It's yeah. the whole point. Pure passion, and, yeah. and yet society and. Everybody else is just a clockwork. However, there's always that little. There's that orange underneath them all, right? There's the guy who's you know, got the 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 writers got the Beethoven music. The um, the homeless guy is is still willing to beat the shit out of Alex later on. His friends, etc., become clockworks. They become um, cops, and and they they sort of organize the clocks, if you will. And yet, uh-huh. still, they are oranges at their heart but what happened with alex once you turned him into a clockwork orange of course is he tries to kill himself right so you can't be a clockwork orange it's just unnatural to do so that's the pre that's the the point of the movie and And that's according to kubrick and he was a freak well it's according to anthony burgess and and kubrick (laughs) but the the real question at hand is is it it, that's the thing not everyone is alex that's a small portion of sure but is it just to turn him into a clockwork orange with yeah, a pill or otherwise, right, right, and so in in another society that deems homosexually immoral, right, is, there you go. is there a a pill that turns them straight or turns off that sexual desire for their own sex? Is that something that is morally mm. justified in administrating administering? Yeah, according to their morals, Sean, yeah, it their, is their justified. moral relativism certainly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but then you go into the question of you have to ask yourself first: Is homosexuality immoral? Yeah, yeah. And like if we say, you know, being if we say murder is immoral, right. right, we can go into there and we can decide whether or not morality and the way we kind of do that again is whether or not we ascribe value to right. life. <laughs> and so if murder, in a sense, if we agree upon the fact that murder is immoral mm-hmm. and the cause of it is being a sociopath, not understanding the, the implications of what you've done and not being able to emotionally connect. If there is a pill to stop someone from being a sociopath or at the very least to empathize with others. Mm-hmm. I guess estrogen. That was sexist. <laughs> that was sexist as fuck. I apologize. I'm sorry. In any uh, event, in no, any, I'll stand by that. It's still complimentary. Yeah, um, it was still sexist. That was fuck. I apologize. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, so no, that, that is an interesting conundrum, though. So right. if you if you is could, it moral? Yeah, if if you could give a sociopath empathy, right? Is that moral? Is that I mean, you're. You're, you're altering their... And arguably, you're inflicting pain on them that they didn't have before. 
arguably they were fine well, as a sociopath. I, I don't know if you're inflicting pain, but you are taking away their freedom to to be their own self. Well, if you're a sociopath, you don't have empathy. Right. And if you give them a pill to have empathy, then they are feeling the pain of the people around them when they feel that empathy. Boom. So you are... I wish these mics could fall. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you are, in, in, in essence, uh, inflicting pain on them. Right. You know, I mean, I, I is that then morally justified? I, no. <laughs> under those definitions, it would not be. I think you've just solved it. Yeah, we're fixing the world one problem at a time. <laughs> or so, hurting it. I mean, we actually, we did solve the world. We had a little pill that, like, stopped so, like, being sociopath, and Sean's like, but no one's no, gonna take it. Pain, and it's like, no, it would, no, mean, no, we're saying that you could just, you would forcibly administer it to them. Right, and as a quasi- Oh, I thought you guys agreed that we can't do that. That's Well, a, that's, we did just now. Yeah. But, so but we, just, but we had fixed the world before pill. that. Oh, okay. We had fixed the world. Like a fucking pill that would stop sociopaths fixes the world You're not using it. I don't know that because a world full of empathy right. is really fixing things. Well, but. maybe. Yes or no. Is turning really Charles Manson into, you know, John Lennon? Is that... No, it's yeah. a bad example. But you're yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Forcibly. It's, an, it's, it's immoral to do so. Well, that's not... Okay. Yeah, I guess you're... I don't... Only well, because I mean, you're stepping on his free will and you're inflicting pain. Right. Yeah, and of course, that's, that's now just we get as bad. Well, maybe in we're now ways. getting into utilitarianism in the does sense it, of the greatest good bad, versus the greatest bad. Does it have evil. to be both Pretty of those bad. things? Does it have to be crushing the free will and inflicting pain in order for it to be? You have to take into account all of the things. That yeah, you're doing. by definition, is taking away free will. You have to take into account yeah. all of it. So taking <laughs> the free will with the amount of people that he that he is killing. Yeah, yeah. that's the question, right? And you start to outweigh that. So mm. okay, so turning the instances, we can theoretically turn Charles Manson into John fucking Lennon. <laughs> I, I, I'd be hard pressed to find the morality in not doing that. But the question is, it mm. once once we force him to do that, that has larger implications that have to do with free will. And the freedom of your own, yourself, and it and it kind of has a weird precedent that you're starting. That you know, okay, well, if you can administer that, it's an insane precedent. Yeah, that's the problem. That's that's the plus, I got to buy the white album again. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be as good. You don't like the white album? No, no, that was a uh, Men in Black joke. Um, oh yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so there you go. That's the again. The point is, you just have to out. You have to weigh all the morality involved and yeah. the implications for everything. There, there is no objective moral. It's just you weigh it. Right um, and we fucked up free will, and yet we've so we can't, by definition, turn Charles Manson to John Lennon. So, Although I think he'd rather be a Beach Boy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he likes acoustic guitar. Yeah. Uh, well, he well, was. You know the whole story that the Beach Boys, right? With Charles Manson? I'll, no. Okay. Uh, well, that's not... The, yeah, yeah, they can look, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can look it up. Go Wait, ahead. So uh, I guess just to transition a little bit further, should our laws only apply to our social contract or when other people are inflicted or entering our sociology, should those laws then be extended to them? So I guess the basis of my question is, should the Bill of Rights of the Constitution be extended to uh, foreigners? Should are, are the Bill of Rights not considered um, fundamental rights? Weren't they uh, established as the rights that were inherent to man that uh, the cons- or that the government was supposed to leave aside? So should those not be extended to everyone, not just our society? Joey. Well, this is the Team America World Police. Uh, you know, are we allowed to in- impose our 
Bill of Rights and our moral judgments on other countries. Well, the no, Bill of Rights is not. A, yeah, the Bill he's, of Rights he's is right. Somebody it's not, comes here. It's not laws. It's it's what the government can't do to you. So the uh, unreasonable. I see social, what you're saying. Yeah. Right. So if we, you know, if we can't search and see, does an immigrant documents. enter into the social contract by nature of them being here? Exactly. Do do terrorists have to? Uh, uh, are, are they necessarily followed or guided by different laws because they are not part of our country, even though we've established that these laws are fundamental human rights let and not not bestowed by God? Or what is it? Bestowed by God? Yeah. I think they were, yeah, God gave them to us and the government can't do anything about it. So don't all humans have those rights? Uh, I I do. I do think so. I mean, I mean, I think this is the enlightenment stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, exactly. Locke. But I mean, do you think anybody who comes into, anybody who who enters our borders agrees upon our social contract? But more than that, we have international agreements about, we have the Geneva Conventions, which is. Right, but fine. The, well, an that, alien comes down. Let's say that. But the okay, way that we, but that's still. I mean, the way that we treat terrorists is much different if they're American versus if they're foreign. Right. True. So they they the Bill of Rights does not apply currently to someone that is not American. Essentially, right. Um, they they don't have a right to a yeah, trial. Yeah, I, I they, don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Like, and this is a good. So you don't think somebody who? So you don't think <sighs> you you think you, well at here, what point then at, at are some, you at certain point? I mean, this, this is a good contract. Yeah, I mean, this is like Guantanamo Bay then, and Essentially. and also the drones is a good yep. argument here. Drones because it's, you know, there's no due process for anyone killed with a drone. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in some ways, that's just going straight against our Bill of Rights, and it's not applicable. I don't know. Well, I, at what point? At what point does an outsider enter into our social contract? Do they have to be here a month, a year, never? Do they have to be born here? <laughs> or does their existence? I mean, it's a tough. Is there existence and yeah, in, in our in our in, in our borders in the first place? Are we not obligated to agree upon the fact I'm, that they are in our social? I'm border? a very or I mean, even oh, yeah, even outside of our borders. So a uh, a terrorist acts against us, and okay. it doesn't even have to be on our borders, and we will. But go it affected after them. our society exactly, and, and, the, and then we are subjecting them to our punishment if we're going to bring them into our punishment system. Should well, that. let's stick I, with this, them coming here first. Okay. I, th- I think you're right. You're absolutely correct. But just to clarify, just to make it easier to figure out. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No, I just think that I'm, I'm kind of out there with this one and that I think we have a global society and that we are eventually getting more and more towards that with whatever connections we have with whatever, whether it's planes, whether it's the internet, whatever. And I think that's allowed me in my mind to say that that those do apply everywhere almost. And, and that, yes, I mean, and that means that, yes, as soon as you get here, you don't have, there's no waiting period or whatever like that. You should automatically be getting those rights to an extent. Well, but what, if you go to a country that there, you I know, mean, there are laws to cut your hand off if you've, if you've stolen something, then by your definition, then they're, they're being just as just in a weird way. Because that you know you no you've signed you said up there's for a, their moral right you said there's a global contract borders. but the co- global contract is different thus void across the board and it just goes back to the it goes back to the fact that there is no you're right I guess law. Th- their law is violating the global contract though so you can, how where is there how well, is there a global contract you kids might be a little bit young for this one but when I was a kid there was a story about We're a roughly the same age uh, <laughs> yeah, Joey's a little younger okay. um, but the there was a story about a uh, uh, a kid that had gone to Singapore. And and had tagged a sign. Right, he yeah, spray painted this. his name on something. And God, what was his name? I remember? can't remember at all. And he was whipped. Yep, he was and he caned. He was caned, thank you. Yeah, so he got like six or seven lashes with a cane as a punishment. Yeah, something yeah. that we deem cruel and unusual, but 
is no, I'm thinking about this too, because because obviously I always put everything in the religious aspects. But yeah, I think about that kind of thing. If you visited, you know, a Muslim country and you got caught drinking or something yeah. like that. Well, I mean, the, the right. Singapore thing is the is outside of religion, though. I mean, he was sure. he was you know defacing public property, so that was the law in the but social contract yeah. Yeah, that he entered. There is no in. global social contract. There just isn't. At the moment, uh, you're right. At the moment, I know, and I agree. And I guess I was just trying to say that in my stupid ide- idealistic mind, I think there should be eventually, and I think we're getting there. I know that sounds sure. A, a we very, agree with you. The Geneva but Convention the is probably first. the closest. <laughs> what did we do now? Because there isn't. I mean, I agree with you. It'd be wonderful if we all could agree that I like, think... oh, this is immoral or this is moral, and then we can apply a correct, you know, punishment or whatever to fit it. But there is no global social contract so until the... the aliens invade and we have a reason to. Yeah, have a right. We, enemy. Do we have separate global contracts at the or separate? Social contracts at the moment. At the moment, we do. So at the so uh, but at we the have moment, the United Nations. We have stuff like that. We have Geneva Conventions. Yeah, so but there so, are certain uh, things that sure, we sure. But at the moment, it's not across the board. So the question of becomes: course, but What in, are we supposed to do about the fact that if somebody I, comes on our borders, should they be under the same rights that every American citizen is? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> we win. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know that that's true. I don't yeah. know. No, that's I true. mean they have their own social contract. Why can't we go with theirs? Yeah. Should we punish them by their laws? Uh, if you go to a, somewhere unknowing of the laws, is is that your fault or is that their fault? Right. Like if they stole and they're from a country that cuts that cuts people's hands off or canes them, why yeah. shouldn't we cane them? We should cane them. <laughs> Wait. So then, you, so, then should, so then, what you said before is not what you actually. I'm believe. contradicting myself all right, the time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, just why wanted you're to, I just wanted to say I wanted the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so you know, I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I. I, I think that. I, I think that there is a certain point at. W- w- okay. Sorry. At what point do you enter the social contract with, you know, whatever borders that you're on? What do you think? Do you think there's right, that's what I'm trying yeah, to I'm answer. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. Cur- right, cuz you keep posing this question. I want to hear what you think. Um I you know, I don't know. I'm not sure at what point you would enter the social contract. Um I would say I would say almost immediately because here's the thing. Um it has to do with both the crimes and the rights, right? Um mm-hmm. if we deem that this is something that is a right, in other words, you know, freedom of speech, fundamental freedom, human fundament- right. Well, not we might claim that it's a fundamental human right, but you know, but th- that's just our justification, quote unquote, and it, that goes all the way back to John Locke, who just said that God gave it. So that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that we're right. No, no, but because I mean, our if, justification that isn't fair. But you know it's what I mean? literally written into our social contract. No, that I it understand. Is a fundamental. Human. I understand, but that doesn't right. But I'm talking from a larger philosophical. I've got the Constitution the right over there. I can pull it out. No, I understand. <laughs> what you it says. read this? I understand Read what our social contract is. Look at it. What I'm saying is just that any social contract in general, once, yeah. you know, at what point do you enter it? Mm-hmm. Whatever it might be, yeah. right? And again, that's my whole point with the whole caning thing because we can go into that as well. Um, uh, unfortunately, you've entered it. Once you're in that society, you have entered in. So you're both de- – yeah. you, you both lose your rights and you gain your rights. Um, I think now at, the, the, at the border crossing. Yeah, in a weird way, I think so. Yeah. Um, now the, the bigger question becomes, right um, – does your society have an obligation to protect you mm-hmm. in a different it, once you've crossed a different border? Right, right. 
Um, and again, it swings both ways. So, yeah. it, you know, the guy, the, if you come from a country that canes you for stealing, if mm-hmm. they go, if you know, you go to a different country and you steal something and then do, are, should you be inflicted, you know, punishment on both ends? Yeah. Um, or should you be deported back to your country and then so they can cane you or can they can come here and cane you? I certainly don't think that's, that's <laughs> the fairest way to do it. Um, <laughs> but again, I think border crossing is a fair point of the social contract. I think that's, I think that that's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, I think that. I, 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 again, going back into whether or not the society has the correct or, the, you know, the the, the most morally justified, <laughs> happy, yes. whether or not the society has the most morally justified social contract or not is uh, is the, the question that we should all strive to answer, mm-hmm. right? We should strive to have the most morally justified social contract possible. Um, but at the moment, it isn't that way. Um, so unfortunately, philosophically speaking, I'm I'm bound by saying once you cross the border, you've entered into that social contract. To yeah. answer your question. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I would certainly agree with that. Um, cool. But I do also firmly believe that our Bill of Rights applies to all of humanity. Um, wh- why? Because if we're going to establish that those are fundamental human rights that are unabridged or cannot be abridged by our government, we must establish that all humanity is equal in that so got it. Know. So you're basing on what we've determined as our social contract. And All by, men are and equal by definition, yeah. Okay. So then, by that definition, again, yes, I think that you're correct. I think that our our, our, our bill of rights applies to everybody because it, of the way it's written. It is all-encompassing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I but, agree. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it ought to be, but I agree. Really. Well, it's not that I don't think it ought to be. I, I think that those are good things to have. And uh, okay, I don't think it ought to be just because it is. No, no, no. I, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Honestly, I, I know what you're saying. I believe that okay. is morally justified. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. I think that, well, but it's based on God. It says God gives it. Yeah, yeah. that's where Where is that from? Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's the problem. It's not uh, really based on God. Though. No, no, it is inherent. It, it is. That's what, that's, what the, that's what John Locke essentially said, right? It's what John Locke said, right, but, but not, necessarily not necessarily what Thomas the, Jefferson yeah, exactly. said. Yes, that's exactly what it was. No, 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 no. One okay. was, they were deists. They were. They For were, the most part. Yeah, they were not. They were not religious people. They believed that yeah, maybe a god exists, but he did not have any hand in our affairs. People, I think this is a big misnomer with the religious okay, right, sure. and they do this all the time. Is they hijack the founding fathers? I mm-hmm. hate that. They all say they were. They do this, and they founded this country under Judeo-Christian values. But I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. I don't. I, I don't think that those are necessarily Judeo-Christian values. I, I guess all I'm I don't saying. Think, I don't think they have a, like. It's like saying, you know, do not murder is a Judeo-Christian value. Come on, really? Well, it is. It's, it's right in the Ten Commandments. Just because no, you, you think but that, that existed but, before? Yeah. Do you think that it didn't exist I'm before that? Like, no, come on. I think. Uh, well, what about I think, Hammurabi's code? I mean, like, what right, about well, all? More importantly, this? I think that it's. I think that there that there's a moral justification for it, regardless of what any fucking book says. For sure, and I think that's the point. I think that right. there there shouldn't be this God backing of our country. I think no, that's, yeah, that's I, what makes America separate from like every other country. And I, I'm going back to this again, but no, there's the separation, the separation, separation of church and state, and that right. does make it slightly unique. Among, Are you looking at the Constitution right now? Sorry. I am. Yeah, okay, nice, good, wow. good for you. Smart. <laughs> he really did have a copy. Um, I believed him. I also have a fucking phone, but whatever. <laughs> nope. Um, so all all I was saying to clarify was not the fact that their justification was God. I was saying that their justification was John Locke. John Locke's justification was God. Right. That's all I was saying. Okay, sure. So John Locke might have been a, a you know a, a generation or two removed, and he's also English. Yes. So, he d- so. that's a big th- difference. Also, Rousseau, so, who was French, though. But so it's but I mean, in Europe, 
is slightly different religious. I mean, we have the Anglican Church and that kind of thing. So, I mean, right. It, it and was, Rousseau, ironically enough, Rousseau's kind of like justification. Rousseau's philosophy. That's kind of what what uh, what informed the the French when they were kind of reestablishing their their you know their uh, what the fuck do they call it? the Constitution. I guess their French Constitution. French Revolution. They used Rousseau. We used Locke. Sure. Um, I, Sorry, I but I was just clarifying what I was saying. I, it actually does bother me too that this that this country is a Christian nation, or that people claim that this country well, is a Christian nation. I mean, and, it's made up of Christians. That's a demographic f- fact. Perhaps. You can't, you can't deny it's eighty percent Christians the, or more. The re- well, again, it goes into the, how you define a Christian. The reason well, I walked I just, over and yeah, grabbed my they pocket constitution <laughs> is because I was curious as to whether the term God actually does exist, and I am not seeing it where I thought it was. Well, I, I think you might have been thinking about the, uh, the, the Declaration of Independence. Yes, and that is a little deemed bit deemed by our Creator. Yeah, yeah. That all men are created. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not in the Constitution. Exactly. Right? Which yeah. um, it, conceived in liberty. Yeah, yeah. And the Declaration of Independence has no legal basis. No, 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 no whatsoever. No. I mean, that's so you can, it's just that, a big middle finger. It's, to, it's exactly. nice. It's it's flowery and beautiful, but it's you know it's, it's a beautiful it. middle finger. <laughs> Lovely. I like I like the middle finger. Yeah. Do you guys know the preamble? <laughs> the the preamble of the uh, oh wait the, not the Constitution. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. the people or of the United States. In order, in order to form a more, more perfect, perfect union, union uh, do, do, set do, do forth. duly set forth yeah, to form this nation, conceived some, in liberty. And, I can actually and, read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. That uh, is all right. So. Well, okay. So good. So we've decided that the social contract, when someone enters in the social, when someone crosses the border, we think that they probably enter the social contract. Mm-hmm. Um, as a side note, we've mentioned the fact that our constitution and theoretically applies to everybody because of the way it's written. I think, perhaps, maybe not. Yeah, we'll have to double check that. Yeah, but um, but I think that's a fair argument. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, the real question again is, what do we do about all this crime? See, here's the real problem. Right. Um, we were getting into this earlier. Uh, is there a way to form a society that that would not is society, you know, is is a criminal activity inherent in a person or is it a product of the society? Is there is a, it a product society of your that exists crime free? Is that I don't think so. No, but no. I'm just saying that can you can you start to fix society quote unquote fix society mm-hmm. right so that it or does does poverty cause crime does your upbringing cause crime does your situation cause crime yeah but then i mean look at wall street and all of the the bankers and all of that that yeah. you know the white collar crime that is certainly not a a uh, product of pro- well, poverty well that's still a culture it's a culture of greed where you're sort of you're you're because of the de- deregulation yeah. and the fact that kind of people you know the 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 culture of greed if you will kind of fostered mm. that if you didn't have that it's the same thing as 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 a culture of poverty right you could even way. argue that if you yeah. were poor growing up you might be Nah, I guess not. Go ahead. What? You might be more, you know, once you get the money, you might be a little bit more. That doesn't make sense. Apt to be responsible with it, you mean? Or apt to be greedy? I don't know, actually. I was thinking about it and I really don't know. I don't think that's actually What were you trying to say, though, first? Then we can decide. I was trying trying to say you were apt to be greedy, but I don't think that's. Oh, you were apt to be greedy. But I don't think that's true. I don't actually thinking about it. So just forget that. Sure. No, (laughs) no, it's it's a fair question. But it's interesting to think about, but. 
Uh, no, that would be an interesting study. I mean, um, you know, what percentage of people would actually become more altruistic coming from poverty and gaining money versus people that come from money and, you know, maintain that money. Or be uh, responsible with the money, not so much altruistic. Right. I suppose, yeah. Because again, like if you, uh, so we, you it's know, there's, there's people who yeah. win the lottery who come from absolutely nothing mm-hmm. who end up, or, again, in debt in like five years because they've given it all away. They've, they weren't responsible with it. Right. right. But uh, I mean, weren't we talking about the, uh, Wall Street greed, uh, perpetuating white collar crime, oh, well, sure, but... um, you know, whether or not they can hold on to that money or be responsible with that money. I no, think, I know. I, well, everyone knows there's a certain amount of human nature of greed and, and, and people who are going to do bad shit to other people. I think there is a small portion of that, but I think we can get rid of a lot of that with the elimination of some social poverty and other stuff like that I mean, and is that... eliminating some of these causes. I mean, I, I definitely view people as very, uh, malleable especially when they're young. So to me, a lot of like, I feel like if you can like make better childhoods for a lot of these kids, then you really can stop a shitload of this, whatever crime that might happen or whatever we deem to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can nip it in the bud rather. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the uh, the free economic study about the abortions right. changing oh, all yeah, that's the crime true. rates. That's I mean, true, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. But, um, Do you want to explain what that is? Uh, I think I have on previous shows, but um, or maybe that not was here, text before calling. Thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, they basically did a study trying to figure out why uh, crime rates had gone down in like the late '70s and early '80s. They were basically predicting that we, based on the current trends, we would just devolve into this hellhole of a, a crimescape. Like um, was it RoboCop was supposed to be a depiction of basically the now times. Um, and you know, they they when we got to here, they just weren't finding that you know crime rates were going down across the board. And everyone was taking credit for it. Politicians were taking credit for it. Uh, police were taking credit for it. And so, you know, Freakonomics, a, a well-respected um, uh, economist uh, group, is w- w- looked into it, essentially. And basically what they found is a very strong correlation between when Roe versus Wade was passed and the— uh, 18 years. Yeah, and about 18 like years 18. after that, there was a strong reduction in all of the crime numbers, basically indicating— that unwanted children were a large portion of what was contributing to crime waves. To clarify, this was in several different countries, I think, as well. The same mm. thing happened in like one or two other countries, right on. Um, which was the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. It's a question of unwanted children. If an unwanted ch- child is not there, then, you know, then society—so yes, in, any, in other words, you can curtail— you can possibly curtail so, the society. This is kind of the Adam Carolla argument of, of parenting, like better just better parents in general will mm-hmm. lead to this, you know, reduction in crime. But the I guess the question is, how does the government do something about that, or how does we as society kind of foster that? Is there some way to make better parents? I mean, obviously we did Roe v. Wade. That's that's not a step, but yeah, I mean, yeah. But, um, you know, well, g- getting yes. rid of a lot of those restrictions on, you know, forcing people to have kids, but also as a society, we need to figure out a way to make having kids not so burdens- burdensome. Um, I mean, this is, you know, one of the worst points in history as far as the amount of effort it takes to raise children. Um, you know, in, in the past, like my grandparents had 12 children. I can't even imagine like trying to, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, how is that even financial? 
financially insane. possible. My grandfather was an electrician and my right. grandmother was basically a stay-at-home mother. Right. How is one working person today supposed to raise, you know, 12 kids? Let's just cut um, right to it. Let's just cut right to this. Is it really, is it money? Is it money? I mean, there again, there's the mm. whole 1% point, right? And there's, there's people who have fucking everything. Well, and that's the thing is uh, our greed and poverty necessities for a, a capitalist society is, is that possibly part of what drives capitalism the um okay. uh so i mean you know poverty being you know the stick and greed being the carrot that is going to be moving things forward mm -hmm. is is that necessary is it without it is that just communism or socialism I, the wording of your question is weird. I mean, because the, the answer is yes, but I'm not sure that that's well, I'm what, saying, you, what, what you mean. Ultimately. Okay. So uh, I guess the better question is what is a society without that extreme greed and without that poverty? Well, no, no, we, you can presuppose the fact that greed and poverty are not necessarily interchange or, you know, they're, they're not mutually exclusive. So greed exists and poverty might exist. Right. But are they necessary for capitalism? What do you mean? Are they necessary? No, I don't think they're necessary for cat. I think I I think greed necessary is a weird word, right? <laughs> well, weird. What's necessary for capitalism is just free market. So I don't know if greed I, and I mean, poverty. There's a better way to rephrase it. Maybe winners and losers in a capitalist society. But or? again, lose. I don't think the point is. I I don't think in a capitalist. I don't think any kind of like true hardcore capitalist is going to simply say that, that it's a zero sum game. Right. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that anybody's going to say that. Probably you're right. Yeah, I think that ideally in capitalist society, everybody's like, well, everybody's a winner, right? I think so. Or no. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. You think that, but, but you think people are happy with the fact that there are fucking losers and people that are poverty? Or do you think that they're just saying, well, that's the byproduct of I think I that mean, that's the way a, that we do it. If yeah, you work on, hard, you can get out of it. Exactly. But they're yeah. saying you can work hard to get out of it. On a disgusting fundamental level, that's the same reason that uh, uh, car companies keep putting ads on television. It's not that they're trying to get you to buy another car. It's trying to get you to be comfortable with the car that you've already purchased. Sure, but I don't think, I don't so, think anybody wants them to be without a job. No. I think they're just saying that you you know you are without a job and the way to get out of that is to work but they're just sort of turning a blind eye in the capital society so it's not it's not that they want so no, no, I don't think anyone wants it. I think it's a, a natural byproduct of capitalism. Yes. The, there are going to be winners and losers. There you go. That's the better way to put it. Part of the reason that we we don't, you know, put forth the effort to abolish it is because it is that that deterrent again. It is that that reason that you want to work hard. Mm -hmm. If we did get rid of complete poverty, then we become that sort of cap or you know, we fall into that Russian problem right. of, you know, just show up and you get your bread. Right. Right. That goes back into our economic discussion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. without incentive, is there any reason to continue? Right. So, I mean, I, is I, I again, I, is is poverty but, fundamental to capitalism? But the way we answered that was that it's a mix. It's a mix. I mean, it's poverty and greed are certainly byproducts of it. It's not necessarily as fundamental or not, but they're but they're definitely byproducts by the philosophical standpoint of the way that you've decided to govern. And they should both be illegal. And they should both be illegal. Should both be illegal. Should should what capitalism? Ascent, no, no. Uh, both is, greed both, and poverty. Yeah, both should are both essentially illegal. To, you know, it's it's not necessarily legal to be homeless. It's right. not necessarily legal to be greedy to the extent of committing these white collar crimes. I don't think it's illegal to be 
homeless? Uh, in some places, yeah. Uh, California is a sanctuary state, but uh, most other states are... It is illegal to be homeless? Oh, because it's yeah. soliciting, I guess? Um, no, vagrancy laws. In, uh, in Chicago, if, you know, technically, if you don't have a certain amount of money in your pocket, you are a vagrant, and you can be locked up for that. Um, I've, I've known some, uh, some people that just happen to be drunk on the street that have gotten picked up for that. But, really? Yeah, yeah. That's... Um, Cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is technically, you know, it's it's not. Legal. There are places where it's illegal to be homeless. Well, it's it's not legal to sleep in a park after dark. But right. where well, that's, are you a, go- that's like a that's a loitering law, though, right? Right. But then where is it legal? There's yeah, there's nowhere for it for them to legally where, be. Where they're gonna sleep? There, yeah, there is. Just, you know, no, if, I understand. They're gonna be yeah. trespassing. Yeah. Trespass you know, it's somewhere. sure it's a loophole. Um, but it's not. But it's not. The, but the law in and of itself. No, is there not is no law that says it's illegal to be homeless. But right. there are. Well, no, a, you said there's a vagrancy law. Right, right. But that 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 is different. There are a series of laws that put together basically make it illegal to be homeless. Right. Okay. The, yeah. The sure. kind of same with greed. There is not a, a law that says you can't be greedy. But there are a bunch of laws out there that keep you from being too greedy. Essentially. Well, no, so, no, it's just like theft. I mean, I think you're allowed to be as greedy as you fucking want to be. Um, there's nothing. Stop- no, it, I mean, monopoly you- laws, you know, there's, there's a point where the government yes. is going to shut us You're down. Absolutely right. Laws. You're absolutely right. Antitrust laws. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, cool. the, we, we deem a spectrum in there sure. and there is an outside of both on both ranges. Sure. Well, uh, but again, the question is how do you stop crime? I mean, mm-hmm. we can talk about, you know, the more, the morality yeah, yeah. of communism versus capitalism, but the question is, okay, is, is creating a less intensely cap or, or well, let's, just the, say, let's just the say the economic like the argument then right. is if we just give everyone enough money would there not be crime right, exactly. if we get rid of poverty can we eliminate crime that's well, what i was trying to go for yeah it, we can definitely criticize bad policies that have to do with the economics of it for instance punishing the poor with extra fines or whatever like that that clearly mm-hmm. that's creating more poverty and creating more crime and mm-hmm. creating a feedback loop rather so i think we can definitely recognize that as part of the problem and stop the obvious stuff that i kind of got back to earlier that i should have started talking about now about like mandatory sentencing and you know minimum sentencing and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i feel like that's clearly something we could eliminate that why are we starting from that direction and not from the top why aren't we taxing more Taxing yeah. the rich more. Why aren't we well, going after white said collar I criminals? Do that. I do I didn't. That. I'm saying you started from the the point of like stopping the, you know the poverty from that's getting true. worse. I'm saying well, you know yeah, if I you guess tax right. from the top part. I mean, why do you have to worry about the bottom part? Well, I guess people are always talking. I mean, media. I should say media is sensationalized that part rather than the white collar crime, even though they surely should. And right, exactly. I think I, mean, a, I think it's a fair point. I mean, they shouldn't, but that, that's just the way it's portrayed. I think in our society, which mm-hmm. is a, you know again a shame, but. I mean, but but there was a chance. I mean, I think this goes back to the economic stuff with, like, I think, like, Iceland and those Scandinavian countries. They persecuted, they prosecuted. Same their, difference. <laughs> they're <laughs> bankers, right? And we, mm-hmm. we let them go. So there yeah, are- Did you guys see the movie? Um, Inside Job? Big yeah, Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Big many short. times. Big, Big I short. Saw, I've seen them all. Oh, uh, yeah. Inside Job was uh, uh, much- Documentary. Yeah, Inside? that was older, though. The, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. The, Big Short uh, just came out. Yeah. I fucking love Big Short. Yeah. That was, it's funny, too, because it's like I watched Inside Job so many times, and I watched fucking uh, Too Big to Wait, Fail so many times. Which one was Inside Job? That I, I keep thinking of uh, Loose Change, which is more of the- uh, Oh, yeah, and there's Capitalism, A Love Story, too. Mm. No, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. The, uh, yeah. But uh, I've seen all of them. Yeah, no, not Loose Change. Loose Change is the fucking 9-11 yes, one, Yes, sir. Right? <laughs> we do- we, we need to have a conspiracy theory episode. We will. Um, in any event, the, no inside job was about the you know the 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 internal workings of the financial crisis. No, no, no. Oh, that's, okay. that's Enron, the smartest. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, it won the Academy Award. Uh, inside job. I think oh, it was like yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
2010? Yeah. Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Maybe 11? I don't know. I oh, shit. That's a long fucking time ago. Yeah. No way. Maybe it's 12. Not in any event. Either way. Um, and I can't even remember who did it either. Shit, man. Um, but uh, Inside Job is probably the best and most um, uh, comprehensive look at at the financial crisis itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Inside Job is fucking amazing. Uh, and then there's Too Big to Fail, which is the HBO dramatization of the financial crisis, which yeah. is which is also just as interesting, but it's like <laughs> the dramatization of it rather than sort of the, the, the heart, the nitty gritty and the actual fucking people of Inside yeah. Job. Um, and it's funny. I had seen both of them so many times and Capitalism Love Story. I think I saw like once or twice. Um, so I had like a really good working of the financial. <laughs> I've always have. Yeah, yeah. Fa- well, you know why? This is a good way to put it. It's really a fun story. Um for some reason, so when I was in high school, I did this like weird kind of stocks class, I guess, mm-hmm. or maybe it was like a it was a business class, and one of the jobs was we had to kind of watch stocks at the time yeah, and, yeah. and um and interest rates and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um and and so I I kind of got into watching CNBC a little mm-hmm. bit, just find the stocks. We did these like fake stocks things, like you you pick your stock and it was whatever. Um, and throughout the years, occasionally throughout college, I would just go on randomly and watch CNBC. It was kind of cool. I'm like, this is kind of interesting. Um, just to watch it. I don't know why. I never played it. I never really cared. It was just kind of an interesting thing. And um, I had this weird feeling. It was um, it was like four or five in the morning. I was up early and I hadn't done this for a long time. And I'm like, well, let me just, well, you know, what's going on? Nothing's on. Mm-hmm. I, it was in my apartment. I turned on CNBC and everything was fine. It was like a normal, normal day. And then it just went down and down. Mm-hmm. And then the Lehman Brothers announced. Yeah what was happening and down and down and I'm like fucking transfixed and like mm. my roommates came in like why are you watching CNBC I'm like I was the world watch, is crumbling and, watch. <laughs> and they're like dude this is fucking boring and yeah. then like an hour and a half later they're like holy shit what the fuck's going on man yeah. um so literally, the, and so since that moment, I've been absolutely fascinated with the financial crisis because it mm. was just, I was literally there watching the whole thing happen. It was unbelievable. Um, so to, to bring it back, the whole, the big short recently, when I saw that, I was like, I'm with it. I've fucking seen all those other movies every, so many times. So I recommend seeing So I have a question. Wait, would the big short be the best one for like the layman to see to, so it can... You no, know, explain I would, it. I, no, I would. No, watch explain inside what? Job. That's the problem. Explain what? <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking complicated. Yeah. It really is insanely complicated. Okay. There's no real way to condense everything. Yeah, they you all know, explain was, little portions fucking, of it. You know but. what? It, best, the, the best part was, I think one of the first ones I saw, actually, I think the first one I saw might have been Capitalism, a Love Story. Okay. And and there's this little part where Michael Moore goes like, um, he, to this one guy, he's like, what the fuck happened? Which, of course, is the question, right? Yeah, what yeah. the fuck happened? And this guy goes, um, you ever see a dam fail? <laughs> like you pull the one brick out and there's yep. just a little thing. It's whatever. And I'm like, fuck you. I fucking understand that. I want to know what happened. I don't want a fucking metaphor for what happened. Sh- tell me, like, actually break it down for me. Because that's the only fucking way to fix this bullshit. <laughs> so I, I hated it. But anyway, so to answer your question the layman way, sure. Start with Capital so you, but, but basically that guy then, with the dam analogy, he didn't even know either? He knew, but but it's my my point is that it's so complicated. Yeah. It's hard to condense it. Uh, so okay. there is, so to start with one, sure, watch Capitalism Love Story, then watch fucking Too Big to Fail, then watch Inside Job, then watch The Big Short. Fair enough. And okay. you'll have a pretty good and, re, and you know what? Just read all the fucking books that they were based off of too. Oh, I'm not going to read a damn thing. But you don't have to. Um, <laughs> getting back to the, the crime and punishment <laughs> of it, though, um, 
how, even though we're not going to do a goddamn thing about that, how should we be punishing those people? So they inflicted trillions of dollars, you know, worth of damage on society. Is there any suitable way that they can repay their societal debt? Is there anything that we could do to them that would be sufficient to, uh, to make up for what they did? God, Joey. Uh, what's Bernie Madoff got? What's his <laughs> sentence? I don't know. He's got 50 years in Something jail. Something like that, right? So yeah. he's, he's, he's basically in jail for the rest of his life, right? Yeah, but, you know, again, the white-collar jail is a much different jail than— But it's uh, the, the biggest problem is it's systemic. It's systemic. I mean, like, they, oh, yeah. in a weird way, they weren't doing anything wrong. <sighs> I mean, you, you know, know what I mean? In, in a weird it's way— It's a corrupt system. In a weird way, the kid selling crack in the ghetto isn't doing anything wrong. He's just running a business, you know? I mean, there's— Right. The, it's, it, it, that's not to say Why that can't the, we fix the system, then? Okay, but shouldn't we punish— the people that are uh, ones that they came up with the system huh did they come up with the system yeah they i mean they're they, the ones who who kind of like you know uh, well, um, positioned they, to get the right people in power and yeah. to kind of and lobbied to and do that they and, found but, the holes in the system essentially they exploited and created the holes yeah too. and they exploited the defaults the in the system is, right right so i mean aren't they just as much responsible then you know they're, they're the ones that essentially created the system that mm-hmm. they are allowed to to then go ahead and manipulate to be honest with you i i guess you know it'd be great to prosecute them all mm-hmm. i'm more concerned with with fixing the system first i really am i i you know whether it's deterred right. or not i i don't really I, care personally. it seems like think... it's more of a witch hunt than solving it really the is i mean uh, where are you going to start i mean just, so you're going to prosecute that, you know the, the, the uh, thousands upon thousands of fucking some of the mathematical you know geniuses of the world just but i think that's the whole point there's always the going to be wrong? holes in the system because technology changes way faster than government or legislation can keep up with it so there are always going to be ways to exploit whatever the the system was right but then does does was putting everyone in jail fix that putting someone in jail would help it would yes. keep it would deter people again this whole okay you know we have this whole system of deterrent it, and, it and punishment and example. if we're going to punish someone selling crack we should certainly punish someone that did trillions of dollars worth of damage no to no our obviously society. again i'm suggesting you go both ways right and i'm also suggesting perhaps you shouldn't even put the kid selling crack on the corner in prison yeah you know what i mean and, and i think you should fucking flog and and publicly shame every fucking wall street trader who did it but in the weird way like i don't think either i i think that both systems are wrong and and sure at the moment you know we can really look at what the right thing to do and the right the form of punishment is was public shaming a good system was the stockades a good way to go i no it wasn't really it wasn't a moral way to go i don't think it's a just <laughs> we've we now we use the internet yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> very true, and that's Good the, point. the court of public opinion. Yeah, um, is that moral that's the thing then? that gives me hope, actually. Really? Fact, yeah, in a weird way, the fact that everything I, sort of is all open and that we can I'm all with sort you. of we 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 can in a weird you know there becomes this sort of group morality that scares the shit out of you, I know, but <laughs> yeah. but I think everybody everybody at their core has has for the most part the, a similar outlook on the world. My my issue with internet morality is the troll syndrome. So the idea essentially is that people that are happy mm-hmm. are not as likely to comment as people that are unhappy right so you become uh, you you have this self-fulfilling sort of cycle of demonizing things that are not necessarily 
immoral mm-hmm. or unjustifiable, however mm-hmm. we want to define that. Mm-hmm. But then they are, you know, submitted to this court of public opinion, which is made up essentially of the people Trolls. that, yeah, have the lowest. You know, it's almost the same problem that we have with our democratic system. I think that'll go away over time, though. Maybe not. Maybe I'm I just mean, too optimistic. Yeah, look at the way. I mean, look at voting. You know, You're it's right. the the people that show the reason that we have these two political parties that are completely extremist and our 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 uh, uh, primary system is completely ridiculous is because they have to appeal to their ridiculous bases. They are appealing to the vocal minority on each side rather than the actual, you know, the silent majority, if you want to refer to it. It's a little Nixonian. But anyways, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the lowest common denominator essentially just to, to rile the base to something that is, you know, going to make headlines. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just don't know. When the politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politinkering With the show where I don't know man Cause the truth is I don't know man I love this song so much I don't know man Lock them all away.